Andrew, it's a new year. It's a new yep. me. Yep. It's a new democratic field of uh, candidates. It Did is. you say candidates or candidates? Uh, candidates. I always say candidates, but then I'm I've become aware lately. Excavating. And so now. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, uh, <clears throat> since we last recorded, mm -hmm. we, we there's been some changes, and so I think it'd be it'd be a good moment to do a little bit of a a little in memoriam. Mm. Do, do you hear that in memoriam music? I do. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I can um, hear. I can. I can do. I got one too here. What you say? <laughs> oh, you Doing. Doing in memoriam. Okay. Yeah, uh, we are gathered here today to say goodbye <laughs> to our crystal queen, Marianne Williamson. R.I.P. to a real one. Yeah, gone too yeah. soon. I think. You know, it was it was just too much dark psychic energy. It could not be overcome, unfortunately. This campaign, but uh, I don't know. Maybe she'll wind up as VP or something. That would be interesting. Uh, <laughs> so interesting is certainly a word for it. I, I, Marianne, I genuinely can't tell whether she's just a genuinely good but weird person or whether she's actually a grifter. Uh, a grifter. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I usually I have a real good sense for these things, but with Marianne, I'm with you. I'm with you. I can't tell. I can't yeah. tell. And so, like, yeah. my default is that I think she's okay. Now, yeah. apparently, that makes me canceled. Uh, right. Because she is an, uh, uh, or she is or has been an anti-vaxxer. She's pushing. People say, like, oh, it's bad if you say anything good about Marianne because it's, like, supports pseudoscience or whatever. And I sort of get that, but also, like, goop still exists, and they're doing far worse work. <laughs> so I feel like it's fine. I feel like it's. Fine. I actually got I actually got goop splained the other day. Oh my, oh no! Uh, why don't you hold on to that for because I'm gonna I'm gonna add something to the show no, or to the notes for later. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, follow. We'll up. discuss that in a future episode. <laughs> it must be good if you want to put it on hold. Uh, um, yeah. We also. Oh wait! I can't stop. The, I I got to keep the in memoriam going. Uh, oh no. Oh no! Your, what what your, else happened? The beautiful uh, cross-eyed boy, Cory Booker. Oh, another one. They got him. I, they got him. We I got genuinely him. can't tell if Cory Booker is just a good but misguided person <laughs> or a grifter. <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> he just seems he seems like such a nice fellow. He does seem very earnest. But he's also like has all of the positions that you would not expect an earnest person to take. Yeah, right? I mean like at this point, you know, I don't know. Yeah, especially at this point in time. It might it might be uh just like he's built up all of this uh sort of debt to everything he's done in the past and so he's just caught by it there's a word right. for, there's a term for that that's escaping me um mm. you know where you're like well Karma. we can't change because we've done we've gone this far oh sunk cost fallacy there you go wow so 
I, I mean, I I liked that Cory Booker was trying to run the nicest campaign in America. But that's not how this works. <laughs> he as was we've a, learned. He, he was a real unity. I mean, all of the other um, Democrats uh, sort of like just totally fakely call for unity. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's just a scam for them to convince you to vote for. Like, they're not really talking about unity. They're talking about, uh, will you stop attacking like, me? Right. Yeah. We need to have unity, a.k.a. Please stop, uh, m you know, questioning my record and or bringing up other things that would be inconvenient. <laughs> so yeah, listen, I am the unifier. And if you support <laughs> that other guy, you need to cut. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't think that's how this works. <laughs> oh, democracy. What even is it? Liberalism. Anyway, you know, we have made a lot of changes uh, for this new year. And, and I think we both have a lot of new soundboard clips, uh, which we are going to try and reveal organically. But I do want to use one here to describe how I've uh, been experiencing the year so far. You ready? Uh huh. Yeah, I'm ready. I already am eating from the trash can all the time. <laughs> speaking, speaking of eating from the trash can, uh, I'm eating uh, Hot Pocket and, and uh, Totino's pizza rolls for breakfast. No. I already finished. I was working on those microwave soft vessels, uh, mm -hmm. but those are those are done. Oh wait, no, no. I still have I still have it sitting in the can of uh, Fritos brand jalapeno cheddar cheese product. Let me. Mm. I like it. Mm. A very bad. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. There's just been the the news cycle's been kind of crazy. Um, it's been it's been nuts. Apparently, uh, it's, it's, it, we did. Yeah, it, you know, uh, we. I was hoping, you know, January first. It's like this is going to be a better year, and then on January second, they were like, "Turn it up," and it all just <laughs> went. <laughs> it all I just went. Eating from the trash can all the time. <laughs> it all just was Bruh. like, yeah. all day long. I um, would prefer not to. <laughs> so. You you had a question for me about about something, and I maybe I'm going to provide a little explainer. But but the problem is that I've done my my utmost to avoid knowing anything about this issue too. But I right. feel like I've received so many uh, direct messages mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, notification alerts on my Apple information phone and oh, Apple information watch that. Like I know somewhat, so I'm gonna try to. We're gonna do like a like a yes, you're yes, just, no. You're just sitting there, and your phone is like, <laughs> yeah, but it's not gonna be with, like with. a yes, yes, no. It's gonna be like a eh, what, right? Huh? Nope. <laughs> so more like a, uh, no. I work. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> that's my favorite. Yeah, that's my new favorite too. <sighs> Good old Petey boy. So, what do we know about? We're going to talk about Lev Parnas. Mm -hmm. My wife. What do we know? First of all, we know that he's part of the cinematic McDonald Land universe. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, he's part of this whole world of grifters and con artists and just weirdos and sickos. Right. They keep he's, expanding um, the canon. They keep adding new characters at the last minute, rather like another <laughs> imagine, franchise. Imagine if you went to like the McDonald's Playland. 
but it was all characters from the from the Trump <laughs> Trump world. Oh dear! <laughs> it would be so packed there. There wouldn't be a ball pit anymore. There's no room for the ball. Pit. <laughs> it's just a bunch of people in a small glass enclosure. <laughs> so he's a Pev Larnis is a Ukrainian boy. Mm-hmm. Um. He's he's also part of the weird male pattern baldness haircut caucus. So like <laughs> he's got like it's like his male pattern baldness is um almost like one of those friar haircuts where it's like in the middle. Oh, nice. Right. There's yeah. like a ring. And he hasn't <laughs> been like, you know what? Let's just shave this all off. This looks weird. He's like still like holding Wally on. from Dilbert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still holding on to it. I don't I don't understand it. Um, He did crimes. For Rudy Giuliani and uh, mm-hmm. Big Boy Donnie President, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then he flipped like a rat, mm. and uh, he's he, nice. he basically was like, "Oh, the DOJ is is gonna murder me, so I'm gonna go to the press," which is uh, a way to make that happen even faster. I feel like. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, people have said that, but I honestly feel like if you're gonna put your faith in like these people not abstaining you then right right i good luck. you know it wouldn't work yeah yeah <laughs> there's just there's just no way it's uh, really stupid annoying questions <laughs> so <laughs> he uh yeah he's he's just uh i don't know <laughs> so he's gone to the media and apparently that's we got him oh so okay. i have him. this i have this uh what you said <laughs> I got to open my loop back so I can. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, Safari is on. Okay, good. I, I didn't know if it was. I don't think you have the facilities for that big man. Ah! <laughs> yes. Okay. This is Lev Parnas in an interview. And, and this is the freaky thing. I was expecting him to come onto the TV and be like, Oh, yes, we did some crimes. Uh, I, I don't have much to say. But he's had a lot to say. And. Mm-hmm. He's actually been really cogent and scary in in what how he explains this whole Trump administration and interacting with them. Uh, and so I'm going to share this clip of him uh, from his interview that's illuminating. Because I never thought I did any, was doing anything wrong. I'm still, you know, I, I feel I regret certain things that I did because like, you know, hurting the ambassador and, yeah. you know, because that was not something but it was part of it's like when you're in a war you think like casualties and stuff like that it's it's, it's bad to say but it was what it was and i keep saying it was like you know being in, in a cult i mean and, and when they say organized crime i don't think trump is like organized. i think he's like a cult leader mm-hmm. and right now the scary part and that's what i keep mentioning and people don't understand is there's a lot of republicans that would go against him the only reason that uh, if you take a look and you know very well because you've been following the difference between why Trump is so powerful now and he wasn't as powerful in 16 and 17. Mm-hmm. He became that powerful when he got William Barr. Yeah. <laughs> That's scary. Do you understand that? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but the good news is that uh, we got him. So there's yes, really, yes, yes, really yes, nothing to worry yes. about. Yep, we're good. Um, Everything's good. Everything's good. Now I guess we can close the file on that one. The you you have some news that this is so this is all I stuff do. that we we wish we could have talked about over you know while we were off, but 
I do have some news. Uh, I got a new iPad. Wow. Uh, that's the news. It's it's the Professionals iPad, uh, the Internet Pad Professional nice. edition, 11 inches diagonally. Nice. It's good. I like it. I got the uh, the bridge keyboard, the one that makes it fold up like a lappy toppy. Uh, oh. Yeah, I like it. It's nice. You like it? I do. I, I wanted, uh, you know, I don't like the like smart keyboard thing because first of all, the keys are dumb. It's the bad keyboard. Um, and I don't like when they like bond the keys all together, you know, because it's like, oh, it's individual... like a membrane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like that. So this is more like a real actual keyboard. But then also you have, uh, you know, more than like one tilt ankle. Because you can, I just it's like a laptop. You can just move it back and forth. I just picture it. I don't. I have no. I have no knowledge about this this thing. But in my mind, what I'm picturing is it's just basically like, uh, you go to the coffee shop. You 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 open your backpack and you pull out like a full on typewriter. But where the paper is, that's where the iPad is. Kind of, yeah. And you're just yeah. like that would be that would be great actually. There's like chook, 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 chook. and as you type, the 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 iPad is moved slightly to the right. Um. Well, I mean, I don't know if you wanted to say any more about that. No, no, it's not that interesting. <laughs> People who say that it's interesting are lying. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's my hot take on all technology podcasts. I guess. <laughs> Coming out strong. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so, uh, are you aware that uh, the government of the UK has has lately turned over and changed? They've done an um, election. Bruh. Oh wait, that's the perfect time for me to use ping. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I I do. I I my my understanding is that. Uh, Joris Bonson is really working on the big issues. Yeah. Yeah. He, He's really out yeah, there. So he became the new uh, prime minister. I almost said president, but they have a prime ministerial system. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I mean, he retained the prime ministership, but now he has like a ton of Tories in there. So they they passed a thing to get Brexit done because that was their whole thing was get Brexit done. So they passed the bill. They've approved of Brexit now. And then people turned now that that's all done. And there's literally nothing else that needs to be resolved about it. And in fact, there's no other problems facing the country except that Big Ben, the big clock at the at mm-hmm. the uh, Palace of Westminster, is under construction right now or renovation. Uh, and so it will not be bonging on the night that the uh, UK leaves the EU. And some people are distraught about this. Uh, and they wanted to... Um, throw something together real quick so that Big Ben could bong for Brexit. So Boris Johnson announced this uh, like ad hoc fundraiser thing called Bung a Bob for Big Ben to bong on Brexit. Um, uh, what, and, excuse uh, me? <laughs> bung, bung a Bob. <clears throat> okay. Bung, bung a Bob. I don't know if that's... Uh, do we even have to mark this NSFW? <laughs> <laughs> so Bung means like haphazardly throw. And okay. Bob Bob is a shilling, which is a a, a, oh. a unit of uh, UK currency that hasn't been used since 1971. Oh, okay. Um, so throw throw a it, it's basically like toss a penny for for Big Ben to ring on Brexit. So it's like, hey, why don't you donate to the government and we'll like throw something together real quick. 
So they amassed apparently like 227,000 pounds. And then it turned out that actually the, the, um, you know, the commission that's undertaking the work to renovate Big Ben has no mechanism to accept donations. So it <laughs> was like, just a complete money, waste but, of time. Uh, They're like, work. we literally cannot accept this. We have no legal way of accepting it. Wouldn't work. So now they've moved on, um, and now uh, Joris Bonson has announced plans to project a giant clock face onto Downing Street. <laughs> He's going to get out his projector, <laughs> project a clock face, I guess, onto the door of 10 Downing Street. It's not clear and completely wild. Um, it's really, it's really insane that that they can they can do nationalism so much worse than us. I know, yeah. So, so yeah, so it says number 10 has arranged a light show featuring a clock counting down the minutes until 11 p.m. midnight Brussels time when Britain will formally leave the European Union. Union flags will fly in Parliament Square uh, and a commemorative coin will finally go into circulation. A previous iteration having been melted down when Brexit was postponed, which is hilarious to me. Uh, Also, government buildings on Whitehall will be lit up for the occasion, and Johnson will deliver a televised address to mark the moment. Then there's the kicker. The cost of the celebration will be borne by the taxpayer. So they're going to have a big Brexit party. Uh, Big Ben will not bong, uh, but there will be a clock of some description. And uh, yeah, so, you know, have fun with that, I guess. Order! Order! I'm afraid to say he is no longer the Speaker of the House. Oh, or the Speaker of the Commons. Yeah, he's been. He finally he did a he did a resign because he was fed up, and uh, Mm. so now there's a new guy, a new guy who said that uh, you're looking at fifty thousand pounds of bong, based on the cost of renovation. It was weird too because they were like, "Well, why don't we renovate Big Ben to get it to bong on Brexit?" And they were like, "How much would that cost?" And they were like, "I don't know." like a hundred thousand pounds. And then they came back later and they were like actually 500,000 pounds. And it's, it's sort of hilarious. The costs keep going up. It's like, no, 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 it's going to be even more expensive. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sorry. M mm-hmm. eight. Mm-hmm. Um, to, in a completely swing away, um, from anything else, uh, we're, we're gonna wild, need to we're gonna need to cue this. Swerving. We're gonna need to cue this up. Um, and I will play. I guess I'll play the audio through my end. Okay. Um. So let me open up this link here that I sent you, and I will. Okay. So let me know when you've got it. I've got it open, ready to play. Okay. Now I'm gonna tell you what this is before we play it, but uh. This is a trailer for what I think might become the the greatest movie of all time. I have to say it's looking promising already because the like to dislike ratio is uh, almost 50% more dislikes. So that's a good sign. Now, this may or may not be somebody that I actually know hmm. that I hmm. hadn't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, what have you been up to? And they told me, I made a movie. Oh, and you're like, oh, great. That's uh, what's it about? <laughs> and uh, they they gave me the trailer and uh, I had to watch this trailer. And try to keep a straight face. So here okay. we go. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Somewhere between rapping. 
Very black, very bad green screening. So you've got people doing, you know, it was a world of evil. You've got people doing like Satanist rituals, it looks like. Uh <laughs> and uh someone who looks possessed. Almighty God, we beg you to keep the evil spirit from further molesting this servant of yours. There's a priest with a nasal problem. It looks like he's blowing his nose. Hollywood was searching for him. But Satan found him instead. <laughs> and there's a bunch of clip art, stock art of like, uh, you know, evil looking things, skulls and stuff. The doctor's examining him. Should I take Mark to see a psychiatrist? You heard of Exorcist. Price, I command <laughs> you to tell me a nap! <laughs> <laughs> what happened, Inspector? I who can save him? They go to a church. <clears throat> so the <laughs> we don't even have to watch the whole thing. But like my favorite part about it is that he cleverly used a green screen so that he didn't have to go to any locations. Right. Yeah. And it looks real good. Anyhow, it. Uh... Yeah, um, I noticed that the sound was very bad because it sounded like he was using the camera mic. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a few a... notes. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get you in contact with him. Okay, great. But, but the closing the closing thing that comes up on the screen is it says, a film by, and I won't say the name on air, but then pray for Martin, Halloween 2019. <laughs> like okay. That's a, Great. Uh, so, uh, that's that's the stuff that I have to deal with in my regular nice. life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking like of you. speaking of jobs, mm-hmm. things, things you, you do, do in your work. regular life. Yeah. Um, everyone's favorite, Drew Magari. 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 Gabari. Uh, Magari, who used to be at Deadspin until you know that happened um which is an interesting story that we should pick up on later but um he's written a an article uh over at medium one of their like in-house publications they have like 11 now i don't know it's weird anyway his this article is you shouldn't have to be good at your job uh which i feel like you immediately read that and you're like well that's dumb but then you actually read the article and you're like oh this makes sense right because um he goes through like especially like the the silicon valley playbook of like you know you just like fire a quarter of the employees that are like bad and you're like you guys are c players you know get out um and the simple fact is that uh most people are not uh exceptional so what are they supposed to do you know like we all suck in our own ways (laughs) yeah i i I think like you just ask people the really basic question like should should you have to be a genius to to have a a normal uh secure like kind of happy life yeah well no right. yeah if you say but, yes then your idea is a world that like where most people are suffering and it's terrible mer- so. uh meritocracy <laughs> oh boy Excellent. Checkmate. <laughs> you better leave. Them. 
he uh yeah this th- i th- this is to me it's funny because you say when you first hear it you think well that's a bad idea actually when i first read the headline i was like um yes yes <laughs> just this is something i've been preaching forever just along the lines of also that like you you, you like dummies can also be politically involved like you don't have to be right well and i want to i want to perfect in order to participate (laughs) i want to read from this a little bit he says it's galling because so many of our self-designated thought leaders lionize failure to a near mythic degree they venerate their own failures and view them as building blocks to future success hell i just did it in the paragraph above but these are their own failures they're not going to tolerate your failure and certainly not on their dime do that at a sister company in the valley amigo and they're not going to accept the idea that some people cannot grow from failure, that some folks are merely adequate at best and will never be any better. Politicians love selling you on the idea that they can resurrect the middle class, a class of humanity that their very benefactors have strived and largely succeeded in eradicating. Supporting a middle class is not in the big business's interests anymore. It's an expensive slice of charity in which they'd rather not participate. A middle class must, by definition, have middling people in it. Middling people are not winners. Is that a crime? Should you be consigned to the trash heap because you're not freaking Superman? Some people don't want to win. Some people just want to live. So what are these jobs wannabes really telling you? They're telling you that only they get to make mistakes and that those mistakes better never be made again. That's how they win. Everyone else loses and deserves to. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Point made, I feel like. Yeah. He's on fire! You know, it's funny because I, you know, we, we, uh, run across, uh, 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 Gary Vaynerchuk TikToks quite frequently in our TikTok <laughs> escapades. Yeah. And he does he's he's in this sort of vein of uh the sort of like, you know, just go out there and fail and fail like f- uh, 10 times and eventually you'll succeed. And uh the problem is that's not how it actually works. No. One of those failures could end you uh, up in the poorhouse or on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, and I can tell you that Gary didn't get to the place where he is by mostly failing because that's not how it works. (laughs) (sighs) It's a it's a luxury. It's a class luxury to be able to fail without huge minimal consequences. Yeah, exactly. And and so the people who tell you that you can tell right away, like what where what privileges they're usually because they'll be like, oh, you know, I failed out of college, but I still got a a good paying job. And now I'm like, you know, like a VP or whatever. And it's like, that's great. You must have some sort of connections or whatever. Yeah. Like if you if you failed out of college and lost your housing, where did you have to go? Oh, well, I went and lived at home with mom and dad. Oh, you have a mom and dad that can afford to keep you at home. Okay. Uh, You you know, I went to work for my dad's consulting company. (laughs) Not everybody has those options, buddy. Yeah. Uh, But I think we should should just celebrate like the fact that like doing fine. What what is what is asked of us is not reasonable. And like the more you realize that, Mm-hmm. The less the less guilty you feel about the well, things that you're supposedly thing, you know, they, failing at. Right. And and I feel like companies and bosses try to trick you. They're like, oh, you know, um th- we want you to do your best work. Like we want you to figure out how to work smarter and you know, do more work in less time or all that. And it's not for your benefit. Like if you figure out how to do if you have two tasks that you figure out how to do in the same time as one task. All that means is that they're going to be able to assign you even more work. They're not going to like be like, "Oh, great! Now you have time to sit around." Uh, all you, know, you need, 
yeah, productivity you, benefits accrue to your employer, not you. All you need to do is look at the productivity pay pay gap. You you just <laughs> this is just anybody who's like seen this graph. Yeah. You know, uh, I'll put it in the I show would prefer notes. Not to. But anybody who's seen the productivity pay gap graph, we've talked about it on here plenty of times, knows yeah. that you improving your productivity will not redound to any benefit on your behalf. It's just like you, you, right. you, you should only be more productive as you receive more wages. Yeah. That's and it's funny because that's the implicit system that these capitalists claim to believe in, right? That, that like if we incentivize more productivity, then people will be more pro- productive. But it's the exact opposite of what they actually do. They right. push productivity <laughs> to to and and claim that oh, well we incentivized it, but you did you didn't. You just <laughs> there's like the only incentive is like not dying, which cool, I guess, but like you, you see, the productivity has just been like steadily on the rise since like the nineteen since like nineteen forty nine. It's just been going up, 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 and then you see this weird point in nineteen seventy three. You love that inflection point <laughs> where the because all, all along the way hourly compensation was going up, and then you hit the seventies, and it's like blip. Yep, and yep. it's you know remained mostly flat. It's gone a little bit up. But it certainly has not gone up at the same rate as uh, cost yeah. of living and inflation. So you're making less money than you were before. Like, if even if you've made the same amount, this is the other thing that I'm constantly explaining to people at work that that every year you don't get a pay raise that matches inflation, you're getting a pay cut. Right. Exactly. And, and every time I explain that to like someone who's who's like a janitor or something, and it finally hits through their head. They're just like, what? Like, just they're so, <laughs> so angry now. <laughs> so angry now, and I'm like, these people like don't don't pretend like they're your your loving benefactors because, yeah. Anyhow, their amount of income goes up. Their right. amount of profits go up. Well, they always get bonuses, and you know, you might every once in a while, you know. Yeah. But this is like you know, there's a different. Uh, like at my company, there's different mechanisms for determining whether we, the you know, the peons get bonuses versus whether the executives get bonuses. So you know, they, they get a bonus and then they turn around and tell us, "Oh, sorry, um, unfortunately, we did not meet our targets." <laughs> yeah. cool. cool, cool, very cool, <laughs> very very cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Not to. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, you know, but the good news is that when these, when these people start to, when, when you do, when you do like a engender radicalism <laughs> mm-hmm. and you see people like really get angrier and they they realize, or, you know, they're just dealing with the stress of the office. The good news is that, uh, we're, we're told by, uh, the fast co okay. uh, by an article written by Lizzie Hill. Okay. That, okay. uh, Actually, actually, crying in a workplace is a good thing. Actually, oh, hmm. yeah. Hmm. So hmm. this we'll trash article, <laughs> this trash article, talks about how crying is actually a sign that your workplace is very human and and uh, a <laughs> safe place. Suffering. 
I don't, I mean, uh, this is one of those articles that like, it seems like it's written in like good faith, but it's just so completely backwards. And the person writing it clearly has no idea. It's just like, there's this entirely unstated premise that the, that the reasons you're upset and crying don't have anything to do with a toxic and evil workplace. It right. like it's like well you're probably crying because of like personal issues you know yeah <laughs> it's like yeah issues such as not being paid enough to pay bills issues of living paycheck to paycheck constantly being on the verge of uh, catastrophic ruin not knowing how to find a fulfilling life yeah mm-hmm. but no yeah it was probably with your job probably has nothing to do with your employer your employer actually is the good guy yeah i mean yeah i mean they're paying you so you know you wouldn't be able to eat without them (laughs) i mean you might not be able to eat with them but (laughs) i like it (laughs) so yeah crying in the crying in the club versus the office (laughs) is actually good so um Mm -hmm. yeah don't you would you uh, well do you have one last thing to say before no, I, I have nothing. On. I have nothing. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm just really sad right now thinking about this. Yeah. I would you care to move us on with a with like a, I don't know a, a kind of a fun story perhaps? <laughs> oh no! What did I do? Oh, oh no. no! Oh no! Uh-oh. I'm looking at the show notes. Oh no! Oops. Um, this is funny for like a split second before you realize it's sad. Well, it's um. <laughs> People living in Midtown Sacramento getting an earful from a nearby McDonald's. Bagpipes blasting nonstop. It's oh, supposed it to keep the homeless away. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. See, you're like, okay, why are they playing bagpipe music? That's kind of interesting. And then you get to the kicker, which, you know, if you can resume. <laughs> but residents say it's driving them crazy. CBS 13's Rob Malcolm is live with the bagpipe backlash, Rob. Yeah, that's right, guys. You know, and right now the music has been turned off, but we talked with three restaurant managers here at this McDonald's about the bagpipe music that's been blaring from the loudspeakers. They declined to comment, but neighbors here certainly had a lot to say. This McDonald's at Broadway and 24th is open 24 hours, and some neighbors complain this sound has been running just as long. And the first couple days they had it on 24 7 so if we wouldn't have said anything or reported it to the police they would have had that thing going on still arnold phillips lives across the street and says it's making him crazy it actually penetrates through the walls like we can hear it and i'm trying to watch tv or whatever and it's going through that the bagpipe music is intended to drive the homeless away Oh, oh, what a normal world we've built. I love that they just they just gloss over that. They're like, well, it has, you know, it's meant to, to drive the homeless away. Uh, and uh, I love the neutral takes... thing that we can all agree with is Doesn't fine. appear to be working. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, Lord. It takes a minute and 14 into their news clip about this thing is happening and it's awful. You, look at this thing happening. What are the effects? Oh, this is why it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not even working. <sighs> Love to do a capitalism in yeah. Sacramento at a McDonald's. 
I just want to say, you know, play bagpipe music because bagpipe music is good and interesting. Don't don't play it to annoy homeless people who are just trying to live their life. Yeah, that's a that's a spicy take. Yeah. But uh the the bagpipe defender has logged on. I yes, I am here. I'm here to defend <laughs> bagpipes. I just I just don't know. I just don't know if if that's if I want if I want to hear bagpipes while I'm trying to while I'm slumming it because I'm I'm know I'm making bad decisions and I'm going to get a the the president's favorite meal which right. is a a Big Mac and a fish delight and a, a chocolate chocolate malted chocolate malted yeah <laughs> two two out of three of two out of those three things don't exist right. um haven't been called that since the seventies um but uh, that's just so gross. Gross, yeah, exactly. Gross but is the correct word for it. I think it's good. It's good at least now that we can let everyone know that if they're crying about that, that that's just a sign of a a healthy place. Yeah, it's just a sign of a healthy society. Imagine working there <laughs> with the bagpipe music. With the bagpipe uh, music, constantly yeah. droning as you're as you're loading and unloading the fries. Like, listen, we have to play this to keep the homeless people away. I know it's annoying, but it's literally the only way that we have to do this to keep the homeless people away, which is, of course, is a thing that we must do unquestioningly. Uh, we, well, because, I mean, we it's certainly It's an unequivocal not, moral good to drive the, we, the homeless We certainly people. do not have the resources to feed them, which yeah. we certainly are not throwing away into the locked trash cans constantly. Yeah, I mean, we sell very expensive food here. So we can't just be giving it away for free. Yeah, the, you know? I mean, our our profit model just can't get into. A McDouble with that. costs like a dollar twenty nine. <laughs> you know, bunga bob, just, uh... bunga bob for for Big Mac. <laughs> bunga bob for Big Mac. Pipe, 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 pipe. I'm loving it. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing.